you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up, friends? This is Andy Storch coming at you with another episode of the Own Your Career podcast. And I want to talk to you today about a conference that I hosted back in February. And don't worry, I think this will be useful for everyone, regardless of whether you aspire to be hosting conferences or events or not, because I think many of us who are ambitious uh, aspire to do bigger things than we are doing now. And in fact, this whole personal development journey started for me because I had this feeling that I wasn't realizing my potential and that there was something more for me, that something was missing. And if you've ever felt that way, then I can relate. I know where you are. And that's kind of why I wrote my book. It's kind of why I do what I do uh, to teach and inspire people to own their careers and their lives, be more intentional and more proactive with what they want to achieve. And there's so many things that go into that. And if you haven't gotten my book already, it's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's available on Amazon. It is also on Audible if you like listening to my voice. And of course, I've read almost all of it uh, on this podcast and different episodes. So you can also go back and listen to that for free. Today, I want to talk to you about the conference that I hosted in February uh, just three months ago and how that came together. And for context, to really make this useful for you, I want to go back in time and share with you that I was a very shy child. If you talk to my parents, uh, they would tell you that I was incredibly shy, uh, not like uh, so shy that I would never talk to anybody. I have met people that were like that. Uh, but very shy. I didn't like talking to people I didn't know. I was very quiet around strangers or even people in our family that I didn't know that well. And um, I typically only had a very small group of friends in school. And maybe you can relate to that, or maybe you were more social in school. It it doesn't really matter. Um, The point is that I was very shy all the way up through high school. I uh, had a small core group of friends. I would put it in the range of five to seven that I talked to on a regular basis. Maybe there were five to 10 other kids that I kind of knew and felt somewhat comfortable talking to. And that was about it. I didn't really talk to anybody else. And I went to a very large high school uh, of about 3,000, 3,000, 2,000 students maybe. Um, There were about 550 in my graduating class. It was a pretty big public high school. And um, I was definitely not in the cool kids club. And I didn't talk to that many people. I was terrified of girls, uh, of talking to girls, right? Uh, and so I didn't talk to that many people. And I, I share that with you because that's where I came from. Now, I came out of my shell a little bit in college. I ended up joining a fraternity, making a lot of friends. I didn't really leave the confines of that fraternity too often. Um, but then I, uh, but I, I luckily met my, uh, my wife in college, and we ended up moving across the country. I went back to school and got an MBA. And when I did that, actually in 2005, was when I read the book Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, mm-hmm which absolutely opened up my world and changed my life with regards to networking. When I said, okay, I know I like talking to people. I'm social. And by the way, some of you, you're listening to this like, oh yeah, I can relate to that because I'm an introvert and I don't like talking to that many people. Or um, yeah, I I get my energy from being on my own. That's actually not me. um, I'm an extrovert. I like being around people, but I was very shy. So imagine that, an extrovert who likes being around people but is too scared to talk to them. So imagine that nightmare, right? Um, I started to come out of my shell, like I said, in college and then business school. 
I, I realized, like, I'm very social. I like talking to people. I've been holding myself back. Uh, I read this book and I realized that networking is so important. Uh, it's something that's going to help me get ahead in business and in life. And so I'm just going to start making more friends. I'm going to start talking to more people. And I remember when I made, I set that intention. I mean, I started in college. Um, I, my mom remembers, I don't remember this, but my mom remembers when I came to her one day and said, I'm going to be different and I'm going to start talking to more people in college. And, and I did. She was like blown away. And I was like, I'm going to change. Uh, she says there was a moment. I don't remember that, but she said there was a moment when I said I was going to change. And then again, I think I changed even more. Like I said, in business school, I read that book. Um, when I got to the first day of business school in July of 2005, I said, I'm going to make as many friends as possible, not in a manipulative way. Like, I'm just going to talk to people and get to know them. And that's what I did. And I just like went on a mission to like talk to everybody and just ask them questions. And I made a lot of friends right off the bat. Um, I ended up being, uh, you know, we got put in these like core classes of 75 students. I ended up being elected president of this core class because I had gone and talked to everybody. And then two years later, it was a three-year program because I went part-time. Uh, I ended up being elected president of the entire 700-person program because I knew more than any people than anybody else, right? So that was a huge shift from where I came from, right? Still, it felt comfortable within the confines of a school and I hadn't been out there really doing that in the business world other than making a few friends at work. I was working these corporate jobs and insurance. And um, I was at a point even, you know, a couple of years later where I was working a corporate job. And I was the guy that uh, actually even even a few years later when I got into consulting, um, I was the guy who was usually organizing the lunches, the happy hours, uh, getting people together, um, social events on the weekends and things like that. And I started to think at some point because it wasn't really, it didn't seem to really be helping me in my job. So this actually, there's gonna be a couple lessons in this story. Uh, I'm getting there, I promise. Um, I felt like, oh, this is something that, yeah, I'm pretty good at bringing people together. It's fun, but what a worthless skill. I don't know if I thought about completely worthless, but I felt like, how is this, this is not really benefiting me in my professional life, right? I mean, I know it's good to have connections, but. I'm really just having fun. It's like more of a distraction. It keeps getting in my way because I can't sit down and focus when other consultants or the boss is like, you need to work late. You need to focus. You need to get all this work done. And I'm like, yeah, I will. But I also, we need to have this party or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so, uh, I'm struggling with this really, really struggling. And, you know, fast forward a few more years later, like I said, my personal development started, story started in 2016 when I felt like, you know, things were going well, but I felt like something was really missing. And I went on this journey of self-assessment and reflection and self-awareness and growth. And I discovered the big thing that was missing for me was growth. And so I started learning a lot about myself and about the world and what I wanted. And I felt drawn towards entrepreneurship. And so I started you know, trying to figure out how can I start and run my own business? Well, as I was doing that, I started a podcast. Um, I was joining these mastermind groups, doing all this stuff. And I realized over time that I'm starting to build a business that is based around my strengths and my passions and my things that I really like doing that I'm good at. And lo and behold, my you know almost number one skill that I'm really good at is, or strength is connecting with people, connecting people and connecting with people. So making connections, building relationships. Um, ironically enough, because where I came, you know, growing up, you would think that would be the last thing that I'd be doing. Like you take... 10 or even 15-year-old uh, or 17-year-old me and say, 
one day this guy is going to be uh, speaking on big stages around the world and hosting conferences and bringing people together. Uh, I would have thought you were crazy. My parents probably would have thought you were crazy. And my friends would have thought you were crazy, right? And yet here I am doing it. And this all culminates with, uh, A, you know, hosted my first conference with a friend of mine in, uh, named Bennett Phillips in January 2020. That was the first talent development think tank conference. We had about uh, 110 people there or something like that. And it was a huge, huge success. And then, you know, COVID hit, the pandemic hit. I started this membership community and uh, that has slowly grown over the last three years. It's called the Talent Development Think Tank. And, you know, as of May 2020, I think we've got about 120, 130 members, something like that. Very active. People love it. And uh, I'm just hosting calls and bringing people together and connecting people. And I'm making money from doing it, right? And then I decided to host this conference again. And it, it was not easy. It was a lot of work. Uh, my uh, former business partner, still very good friend, Bennett, had moved on to a different industry. So he wasn't with me this time. So I asked my assistant, Stephanie, to step up and run the operations side of things. And she did a fantastic job, absolutely crushed it. We hosted a great conference. We had about 100 people there. And people absolutely loved it. They said it was amazing, right? Now, the big reasons why, and I'll get back to the lessons from that story, the big reasons why it went so well is because I put a big focus on connections, on engagement, on interactions, on people meeting each other and talking and learning from each other. And that came from when I started this first conference because I noticed that uh, we go to conferences and it's usually just one speaker on the stage speaking and everybody else like taking notes and listening. And then maybe you get a break to talk to some people and then it's on to the next one. And it's like PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. And I just thought we can do better than this. Like there's gotta be a better way. And that's how it got started. And so I have taken, and over the course of the time, right? Like a very, I had a lot of luck. Um, I got into this consulting space where I learned how to facilitate workshops. And I realized that I'm very good at connecting with people, asking questions, speaking, facilitating, and, um, you know, organizing events. And a lot of those things, when I was working in, say, insurance in a data analyst role where I'm supposed to be looking at a spreadsheet all day, were things that were just getting in my way, right? They were hindering me. And they became, you know, they were a distraction, right? My boss would be like, get back to work. Stop organizing happy hour, right? That doesn't provide any value to you or the business. Provide some value to the people who come. Uh, but then fast forward, I have found a career, I've created one that utilizes my strengths, my strengths of connecting, of organizing, of relationship building, asking questions, facilitating, speaking, all those things. I've built a career and a business around those strengths, even though for a long time, I was frustratingly long time, I was languishing in jobs that did not utilize my strengths. And so... I share that whole journey and that story because as you are going through your own journey of owning your career and owning your life, I want you to always be thinking about and noticing what are my strengths and do I get to utilize them enough in my current job, in my career, right? Now, it's never going to be perfect. It's just never, never going to be perfect, right? Until you get to a point where like, You've got enough money or success or whatever. You can outsource some of the things you don't want to do, which I've gotten to, luckily. Um, but you, you want to start moving towards a job and a career, whether it's your own business or working for someone else. It doesn't matter. You can do it either way, where you are spending most of your time leveraging your strengths, 
right? But you can't do that until you really identify what your strengths are. And hopefully, ideally, you have a manager, if you work for a company, a boss who recognizes your strengths as well and wants to move you into a role that utilizes your strengths. I never, I didn't have that early in my career. In fact, when I worked for the insurance company, I went to my boss and said, I think maybe we could shift my responsibilities to focus more on my strengths. And he said, no, get back to work. Uh, and I eventually left that job. But later, I had a boss, uh, manager's manager, actually, leader named Stephanie, uh, not Stephanie, Jessica, who recognized my strengths and actually created a new position for me because I was struggling in one area and um, I was not utilizing those strengths. So I share that story because I want you to be thinking about your own strengths and your values and your energizers and the things that really light you up and that you enjoy doing or that you're really good at and noticing those. And it's not always easy to know your strengths because sometimes we have the tendency to think if we're good at something, then everybody's probably good at it. But it's not true, right? I think, oh, I'm good at making connections, building relationships. I mean, that's such a basic core skill for people, right? Uh, surely most people can do that. And yet my friends tell me all the time, like, oh, you're amazing at connecting people. You're the king of networking and this and that. Like I get recognized for it all the time. And so I recommend that you listen to people when they compliment you, right? When they tell you, wow, you're really good at this. We tend as uh, humans, Americans, most societies, like we shrug it off. Well, I, you know, I got lucky or like, ah, I'm not that good at it. You just saw me in my, my best moment or something like, no, no, no. Listen to them when they're like, you are so amazing at manipulating data. I could never do what you do with spreadsheets or you're fantastic with understanding systems or you're amazing at organizing events. Listen to people when they tell you this and write it down, Put, make a mental note like, oh, people are noticing that I'm really good at X. That might be a strength of mine. In fact, I, I usually am pretty good at it and I enjoy it. Um, I'd like to do more of that. So figure out like what are the things that you want to do more of? And uh, the other lesson from all of this, um, as I'm sitting here, you know, having built a business that utilizes my strengths, I'm so grateful for that. And I want to teach and inspire other people to do it, um, that uh, hosting this conference reminded me that, hey, it's a hell of a lot of work to put a, an event like that together. And I don't know if I'll do it again, but there's so much value in bringing people together and People really, really appreciate it, uh, especially in this post-COVID world. People want to get together with other people in real life and have conversations and connect with each other. And we have, there's so much potential in this world. Uh, you know, I believe there are like uh, so many opportunities come from networking, right? And we often don't know where to go or who to talk to, to build those relationships and find those next career opportunities, whatever they may be. And so it can be incredibly valuable in, when you have somebody who brings people together in the same space. So I aspire to do more of that because I enjoy doing it. I think I'm pretty good at it. And I really like, you know, I like it. I like bringing people together. And I tell you that uh, for a couple reasons. One, if you like organizing events, parties, conferences, whatever, like bringing people together, lean into that and see if you can try doing it a little bit more because there might be some opportunities to bring people together. And you might feel like you're just doing it for you because it's fun. But think about how much value it brings to the other people involved. Um, just this last Saturday, I hosted a barbecue 
uh, we hosted, my wife and I hosted a barbecue at a party, a pool party at our house for um, the girls on my daughter's softball team and their parents. And people really appreciated that we brought everybody together, right? And they got to talk to each other. They wouldn't normally get to play or talk together on a, a weekend if I hadn't done that, right? So I brought people together. So whether social parties or work parties, um, so that's part A of that. And part B is maybe you recognize that you're not the type of person that's going to be the event organizer, the connector, and you're not going to be bringing people together. But you might see other people do that or you might know people that are good at that. So latch on to them, right? You focus on doing your own strengths and then latch on to those people, right? If you go to a conference, follow that person around. If you see that they're organizing events and they're selling tickets, buy a ticket and go because they are going to bring some great people together that you get to connect with that you wouldn't nor, you know, otherwise have the opportunity for. And the last lesson I want to bring out of this story from, you know, I shared my journey going from a shy child to now speaking on big stages and organizing events is that I overcame a lot of fear and limiting beliefs and I shifted my mindset from fixed mindset to growth mindset, which is something I talk a lot about and we'll go deep into it now. You can go back and find past episodes I did on mindset. Um, but I made big shifts to shift from fixed to growth mindset and decide that, you know what? All these things that I aspire to do that I want to do, like I want to be a speaker and I want to organize events, even though I feel like I don't know how to do it, even though I feel like other people are probably better than me, even though I feel like um, I'm afraid that, you know, what people will think of me if I don't do well, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go for it because the worst thing that can happen is that I fail and then I try something else, right? Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to lose my wife and kids. I'm not going to be kicked out of my house or, or you know, out of the country. Uh, you know, it might just not go well. And then I learn from that and I do something else. And what I realized over time as I've adopted that growth mindset is the more of these things I try, you know, they don't all go perfectly. Some of them do fail. Some of them do go well, but some of them do go well, right? Some of them succeed. And the ones that don't, I, we learn from them and we tweak them and improve and get better for next time. And I've been doing that with uh, my keynotes. So I've been, uh, you know, speaking in organizations about owning your career for about two years now. And I've been slowly getting better. I've been slowly building my brand and I've been slowly raising my rates and I keep testing things and trying new things and tweaking and getting better and better. And I keep raising my rates as I'm getting more business and more opportunities and building my confidence. And um, I keep getting more opportunities and more jobs. And so I'm going to keep doing that to test the waters because what's the worst that can happen? People could say no or uh, they could give me feedback and say, ah, that was okay. It wasn't great. Here's what you could improve. And then I could improve, right? Uh, I used to be terrified of that. And now I'm doing all these things because I've adopted that growth mindset. I've overcome fear, right? I've created this training program now that, you know, I used to run other people's training programs and then I created my own program and now I'm running that in companies. And, um, you know, quite frankly, it hasn't gone perfectly. Like I've gotten some feedback that it needs to be improved and I'm working on doing that, but it doesn't hurt me personally. It just means I get to improve and we all like, that's one of the best things in life is growth and improvement. That's, you know, we could say that's what life is all about, right? Besides relationships and giving and helping others, it's improvement and growth, right? And we can't improve unless we get some feedback sometimes from people that are like, oh, this was pretty good, but it could be better. And here's how. 
right? So, so many lessons to pull out of this. I didn't even know where I was going to go with this, but the lessons are a like your background and the way you grew up and the way you used to be does not define who you are for life. You can absolutely change. You can absolutely get past your fear and limiting beliefs. You can adopt a growth mindset and you can try new things. B like set a vision and go after your, your, your goals and your plans because uh, you never know what you might be able to achieve. C uh, recognize your strengths, really realize what those things are and start to, to design a career and a life that utilizes those more because I think you will be a lot happier and more fulfilled. And then D, like the value of bringing people together is greater than you probably think. So lean into that if you have a skill there and if you don't, find the people that do and latch onto them, follow them around because they will connect you with other great people. Uh, by the way, I... Uh, a th- I'm always like, uh, I'm proud to be one of those people to be a connector. I aspire to be even better at it. I will be bringing people together more often in the future. Um,